Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, welcome to our show, Mail and Kristen Baker Psychic Hour. We are here to take your calls. 914-338-0164 is the call number. Please do press one if you'd like to speak with us. And uh, also, we would love it if you joined us on Facebook and on Twitter. Those accounts are linked on our Blog Talk Radio profile, Neil and Kristen Baker Psychic. Yeah, we do appreciate your support on those pages. You know, we uh, heard from someone yesterday, the person who said she regularly listens to the show and loves the show, but I don't think she follows us. So we really appreciate those likes. Um, it helps to uh, promote our show and get a further reach, meaning we get more callers and listeners. Um, so we would really like your support in that regard. Again, those links are on our profile page on Blog Talk Radio, Neil and Kristen Baker Psychic. Gosh, I had so many things to talk about over the weekend. That came into my mind today. I feel blank. Probably because it's nine-ish. Well, well until you remember. I'm very groggy um, today. You know, it, it often has occurred to me that one problem human beings have in various situations is how to control anger. And it's a hard thing to do if you reach your point of tolerance or intolerance and uh, you just have no other option but to be angry. Some of us have a a long trigger and some of us have a short fuse. What are, we, what are we talking about exactly? Anger, no, anger. I, no I'm, uh, I'm making a dirty joke. Oh, uh, oh, oh. Got it? Well. Get it? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Um, so one of the questions is, well, how do, you, how do you really control your anger when anger is called for and you have nothing else to do but express anger? Well, that falls under the category of how you handle your anger if you're going to express it. There are people who just, they reach their point and they become physical. You know, body against body. Or they throw things. Or they destroy somebody's property. Or they, they go 90 miles an hour on the freeway. They run red light. You know, all of these things and as to how we, what we do with anger as, as, as contrasted to how do we get so angry that we're about to explode but we do not harm the environment or another person. Now, that's the truth. Well, what I find interesting is that there are people, I mean, you know, you and I both have a, <laughs> I think, uh, a wide range of emotions, let's say. And I think that's healthy. I mean, I think it's healthy to be in touch with your emotions and not suppress anger. And, you know, a lot of people that are quote unquote passive aggressive personalities don't outwardly demonstrate anger because they stifle it. And so it comes out in like, you know, through passive aggressive actions. Um, I'm thinking of certain people specifically. And, you know, those people will identify as being laid back and calm, which is really not true. And then there are people that are more explosive. And I mean, you know, controlling anger is, is um, controlling anger and 
and and and funneling it in a healthy channel, rather channeling it into a healthy expression of anger is about controlling energy. So it doesn't mean you stifle it and then become passive aggressive. Um, but it also means controlling it in a way that doesn't disrupt energy fields. So it's a tricky balance, I think, especially if you're someone that is more prone to an explosive type of anger. And I've seen you, I've seen you in certain situations express your anger in a very pointed and forceful manner. But um, but the, being effective in expressing your anger is also an art. So if you're out of control in your emotions, expressing anger um, is not going to be effective in terms of impacting whoever you're trying to uh, to to affect in terms of their behavior. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, sure. Uh, there are times when I've lost my control, and there are times when I've managed my control and, and been a lot more graceful with my anger, a lot more effective, at least verbally, solving the problem at hand. Um, but the 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 question the question is really about you know how how do we handle if we're if we're able to handle our anger then we don't have a problem if we know how to do it we we don't have that this discussion isn't about those people this discussion is about people who can who have no ability to control their anger anger and when they get angry they usually get they usually violence. exert some kind of violence whether it's directly or indirectly throwing something or, you know, driving too fast or whatever it may be, all the way up to actually harming somebody or some animal, living thing, property, things like that. But to my point, sorry to interject, but to my point, I don't think that suppression of anger is a way of handling anger either. So even those who are not outwardly expressive of their anger and are, and are, bottling their anger up and then their anger seeps over into other actions that are harmful to others, but they're much more subtle. I don't think that's an acceptable, that's not handling anger either, even though it may not be outwardly. We're not talking about that handling anger or being passive aggressive is handling anger. It's not. You're holding a grudge, spreading lies, gossip. All of these things are are not healthy ways to handle anger. Exactly. The question then is, why do some people advise, look, stop, take a deep breath, calm down. Now, what is it about the part that says take a deep breath? How does taking, it's a question right now, how does taking a deep breath help us to control anger. I mean, a breath doesn't have any thought content in it. It, it isn't, it isn't, you know, take it, and they see should say, take a deep breath. They don't say, hey, take a shallow breath and calm down. So take a deep breath. What does that really mean? And, and, and scientifically, how does it really help someone now, of course, there are those who will say, screw that, screw your breathing, I'm going after it, I'm doing this or that. But we're talking about people who are able to find some means through which a taking a, quote, deep breath subdues anger within them, and they calm down. But now the question is, what's happening? What's happening in the body? What's happening in the mind? And how does a breath handle anger. That's the question. I mean, there are a few theories. You know, taking a, taking a deep breath is the immediate entry to calming yourself down. And it can happen in all kinds of deep things. When you're going to tackle a deep problem, sometimes you take a deep breath. 
And you notice people on the high dive, they take a deep breath. People who are ready to do something or set themselves in motion if they're tackling a hard problem takes takes a deep breath. Well, breathing is all a part of the, I mean, I mean, artistic process. So, I mean, if we're talking about breathing, the breath intake is going to affect all the chakra systems. That's true. Well, that's the beginning of it. A breath, a breath being sent with the messenger to calm down could actually turn physiologically um, breath-wise into a calming energy that kind of calms the body down because the breath, breath holds a certain thought content, if you will. It's hard to, to see it, but the breath holds a certain thought content. And the, and the thought and the breath go to all the extremities of the mind and the heart, and it starts to calm people down. Some people will take a deep breath through their nostrils. Other people will expel it through their, exhale it through their mouth. But taking this deep breath seems to have like a thousand messengers going through the body and starting to calm it down. Now, when we get into the idea of a deep breath more philosophically and spiritually, it was actually the creator who breathed into the first human being's nostrils the breath of life and gave that breath a soul. So we could we could analyze it in a philosophical way and say with the breath taking breath a deep breath connects you breath, to your connects you to, to existence, yeah. to the preciousness of life, to the idea that we're all living creatures. So that breath has a certain, if you will, maybe mystical birthplace. And it takes us back to our original origins, even if we don't realize or, or adhere to any kind of spiritual religious belief. Right. <laughs> it should be, become an issue on the show recently, the Garden of Eden, whether well, it exists or not. But anyway, well, it is. It, I mean, if God breathed need, into Adam a soul, right, we're talking about the Garden of Eden. But you don't period. need a consciousness. If the breath itself holds this magical essence, but you don't need a belief system you don't in need that. Yeah. No, it's, the very action of it true. can can soothe the body because it 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 brings us back to the beginning of, of our existence. Well and, and if we're even just talking about the sheer physicality of the breath, I mean if you're taking in taking a deep breath and you're breathing properly, a lot of people don't breathe properly, they have high breathing and so they're only breathing kind of superficially, when they think they take a deep breath, they're, you know, gasping into their lungs and it's not getting deeply into their whole body system. But when you're taking a deep breath properly, the breath comes in through the mouth or the nostrils and it, and, and, and the whole, um, you know, apparatus around the abdomen, the, the, the flanks expand. Um, so the breath is in a physical way, affecting the entire chakra system from the the head all the way down to right. the 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 root chakra. Right. It, it affects the chakra system. It affects the organs. It affects the mind. It affects the heart. It affects the blood rate. It it has a holistic journey that it takes both in a physical way and in a kind of a spiritual way. Now, when, when, we, when we go deeper and we, and we don't have to understand that we need to be prone to this kind of awareness in order for it to be effective, but we are conditioned by breath being our first breath and then our very last breath in life. That's what opens and closes our life. It's the first breath and the last breath. No matter what, that's going to happen. We have a first breath and we have a last breath. Now, from that first breath, the first breath kind of brings on a sense of panic. It's not, there's not an awareness about it, but it does sort of bring on a sense of panic because, of course, with, usually with the first breath, 
uh, babies are crying and there's a shock system going on. So breath is sort of conditioned by shock. And then it, it gradually subdues and breath starts to maintain an order of, 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 of obedience to the body and the mind. Even if the little baby doesn't understand what it's doing. Now, in between those two breaths, our breaths have a million variations. We have sleeping breath, wakeful breath, anxious breath, happy breath, sad breath, etc., etc. Our breath is constantly regulating itself to our emotions. And when we get into an angry stage that tends to verge on violence, our breath becomes heavy and uncontrollable usually driven with one thing in mind, and that is to destroy, harm, get back. So that's when the breath becomes very, very destructive. But compare that breath to the breath of pleasure, to the breath of physical pleasure, sexual pleasure, um, emotional pleasure. When you're overwhelmed and you just have to sit down and take a breath because you're, you're shocked beyond belief with happiness or relief. So this breath of ours, there's too many ways we can define a breath. It's impossible. What we're trying to talk to the audience about is how do you control your breath when it's in the red zone? Listerine. It, yeah, whispering could do it, um, or red vine. Maybe, maybe scope. Scope is green. We have a color. Um, we scope have a is color. green, yes. Yeah, so it wouldn't be the red could zone. Could be green or purple. And don't they have a red? It's what a is vitamin. that? What is that? Uh, I don't know. There's a red mouthwash. I don't remember what Listerine it is. Listerine can be red. Yeah, but there's another one that I can't remember. It's like a, anyway. Oh, you're talking about uh, port wine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, we have a caller, 812, bringing you on momentarily after I write your phone number down. 812. Okay. Hi, you're on the air, 812. Hi, yes. My name is Nicole. Uh, oh, Nicole, hi. Hi, how are you? Doing okay, Nicole. How are you? I'm good. 7283 84. Yes. She's a 347. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. And I was just wondering, um, I was I was seeing if me and Donovan were going to get back together. Um, his birthday is 9-17-80. Okay. So this last, last time we spoke, Oh, okay, that was right. Fast food, I was picking that up. And then you have a divorce of 2018. You got back together, but you broke up because he was, like, looking at... I can't remember if he, you guys broke up because he was... I had, I, what happened was I have an ex-husband, and his name's Michael. And okay. I was going through a separation with Michael, and when I was going through my separation, I met Donovan. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, and my ex-husband was going back and forth in his head to divorce me and everything. Right, but the reason you and Donovan broke up, if I'm remembering correctly, but I might be, I know there were problems with him talking to a woman online and you confronted him about it. But it was, yeah. it wasn't that that broke up, it was fine. Wasn't it something fi- about finances? Yeah, this time was finances and stuff like that. But we end up, he ended up getting his own apartment, and I live in my own apartment, but we live in the same building. You live in the same building? Mm-hmm. Okay. And what, yeah. I mean, you're currently talking to him? No, not the moment. So you're not talking. You're not wow. talking. You live in the same building. You want to get back mm-hmm. together. I don't yes. understand. I guess my question is, why was finances, why are finances a concern or a problem when he's now paying his own way in an, in an apartment by himself? Why was there a problem with him contributing to the household? Because, like I, I think I said before, 
that um, he has a problem with spending, I want to save, and that's where we had disagreements with. Okay. But, I mean, okay, uh, and you want to get back together with him, but h how are you going to get on the same page with your spending? If that's a if that's a point of contention between the two of you. Uh, I know, but like I said, it's a lot better when we're not living together. Well, it's better you're not living together, but you're not talking either. So, mm -hmm. I mean, you want to get back together and not live together? I'm just confused. Yeah. That's, yeah, it's basically we have our space and everything. He's what? 35-8? I mean, can you get back together? Is it a possibility? I, I, I think there's a possibility that you'll get back together. Do I think it's totally healthy that you get back into a relationship with him? Not exactly, given the fact that he, you know, is prone to have a wandering eye, mm -hmm. not save like you want to. Um, I don't know if you're going to be happy, but is there a chance you can right. get back there? Yeah. I mean, what, what do you want to do? Reach out to him? I mean, I can't right now because we're in no contact order right now. Oh, you have, you have legal. Why? What, what happened to in We got it to a fight or whatever and the cops were called and we got to go to court in September. So I'm waiting until September till we can actually contact each other. Well, it's funny because you're on, we're, we're, it's kind of our topic today is controlling anger. And so what happened in your situation is, is it got so out of control that police were called and now that there, there's a court order preventing you mm -hmm. from contacting one another. Well, was somebody yeah. here? Was somebody hurt? Was it? Were there any physical damage? Uh, I was, but like I said, I'm going to go to court. I got to go to court in September, and that's when the contact order will be lifted. So I didn't know if we're going to have any like contact with each other afterwards. Did he? Go, did he hit you or strangle you or what did he do? But try to grab me in my arm and pull me away from the door, and basically I pushed him off. Yeah, I, 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 huh? I mean, I, I don't know, Nicole. I, 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 you know, Neil may have his own opinion. I have mine, and you know, I don't see this as a healthy relationship. I just don't, I don't think it's healthy. I think there are too many issues. Yes, I think mm -hmm. that it's possible you guys could talk again and and perhaps start a relationship again. Do I think it's healthy? No, I don't think it's healthy. So yeah. that's okay. Nicole. You, you know, the problem is not. Um, your boyfriend. The mm -hmm. problem is your level of what you think, what you think you deserve. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's a problem if you're if you're still questioning whether you'll get back with this man, and this man has a rolling eye. He's physically attacked you. You argue. Mm -hmm. You don't really live well together. You have to ask yourself, why am I willing? To settle for this, what is it about me that doesn't think I deserve better? Right. That's the question, which is a curious question, because if you said, well, I'll tell you what, I like this. This is me, and I like, I, I get I get high on this kind of stuff, and I like it. I go, okay, then get back together with them. Each his own. Uh -huh. But if say, I'm not happy, yeah, I'm caught. I'm emotionally caught. I have mixed feelings about him, but ultimately I'm not happy because this isn't what I want. So you know the answer to that is me. You know, the thing is, I mean, yeah. I know it's difficult for you. You're on disability, so maybe you're a little bit limited in your scope of, uh, you know, personal contacts or your, I don't know what your social relationships are like. Maybe you, uh, you know, you're a little bit more limited because you're not in the workforce. And you're you're living in an apartment alone, but historically, yeah. I mean, you've been married, so you've had you've had relationships, and I don't think that being leaving this relationship means that this is going to be the last relationship you're going to have. I think there will be another relationship for you, and I think you can find a healthier relationship than this. 
It doesn't mm-hmm. sound like your relationship with your husband was healthy either. I mean, that's my yeah. vibe that I'm getting. Am I accurate on that? No, it wasn't. But like I said, I've talked to my husband, my husband here and there. He's contacted me here and there. And this after the breakup too, he's contacted me also. So what? So what told what, him what happened. Yeah, so you're still in contact with your ex-husband. The reason you and your ex-husband broke up, I mean, was there anything with him with cheating or any drugs or alcohol in his All life? Above. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he, he, he cheated on me. And he was doing drugs behind my back. I didn't even know he was doing them. See, so... You're, you're, I don't know where, you know, wherever it's coming from, Nicole, you're... you're your organic radar is to find these kind of men. And what mm-hmm. I'm saying is that you don't, you know, karma aside and all your upbringing aside, you have a mind, a brain, and you can decide. It may be hard, but you can decide to mm-hmm. change the chemistry of your own thinking and bring in somebody right. higher. Now, if you're hooked on this guy and all you want to hear is, am I going to get back together with him? Well, if you're both totally unhealthy, probably. I don't know, yeah. you know if that's what you want. If, if you're asking us as psychics, can, will I get back together with him? Probably on some level. But what? Okay. I mean, if that's what you want, is it possible you'll get back? Yeah. But I don't know. If that's your really good answer, that's not the good answer. And I don't think, sorry to interrupt, but I don't think that, you know, going back to the ex-husband is a healthy idea either. I mean, you know, if you're done with the relationship with your ex-husband, finish, cut it off. That that was uh-huh. a bad relationship. He did drugs. He lied. He cheated. So move on. Falling back on the ex-husband is not a healthy choice either. Have you had therapy, Nicole? Have you been through therapy? I I just started. I just started doing therapy. I have another session tomorrow. Okay. I recommend you stay in it because if your therapist is going to examine your psyche and who you are and why you're this way and how you can change, you're on the right path. I hope it's a good therapist. This is paid for by your Medicaid? Yep. Um, And she's on disability. So. Well, you know, I mean, there are good therapists out there that are expensive, and there are lousy ones that are expensive. There are good ones that work for a dime, and there are bad ones. What you need is a good therapist, no matter how, what arena they're coming from, somebody who is equipped to know how to speak to you and connect to you and help you along. We're doing our best, too. My, my thought pattern is that you, you, you really don't think highly of yourself. Not the way you should, because you're willing to settle for abuse. Yeah, was there an issue with your father and your relationship with your father? Was there any abuse in that relationship? Yeah, so that's where I think it's coming from. You were very close with your mother, as far as I remember, because we've discussed your mother because she's come into the reading um, from the other Mm -hmm. side. But there is an issue with your father, so I think that's where this is coming from. It's rooted to your relationship with your father. And... um, yeah, if you're going to therapy, I mean, it's definitely something to work through. But anyway, what were you going to say, Neil? Well, no, I mean, your pattern, yeah, your father, and he was abusive, so your pattern is attached to that being the attachment. The attachment should come with some form of abuse because that's what you were brought up and you were imprinted with. But we're human mm-hmm. beings. And, you know, you, you do have the ability to change your mind frame if you put, you've got to put out effort. Yeah. And there's all a hundred ways to approach that topic. And she is putting out effort. So the fact that you're going to therapy, Nicole, is really a great step. So good for you for seeking out a therapist and trying to work out your issues and for calling the show, you know, you're trying to figure yeah. things out. So you are making an effort and you deserve to be commended for that. Yeah. You know, if you say, well, I feel attached to this guy, we don't deny that there's an attachment. And a karma and we connection. we don't deny that there's there. karma. And we don't deny that you could be with him, even if it's unhealthy. We, all of that's already on the page. What we're saying is you don't have to have that. That's not, right. 
it's not mandated. So you're getting the picture here. Um, yeah. So that's what we say. So, you know, if you're going to call different shows, am I going to get back with them? I'll see what this psychic says or this person says. Uh, you know, we stand our ground. You should go to therapy, move through your, find your healthy self, your higher self, and then look for the guy. You're not that old that you you have time, and you can find yeah. somebody much better to be happier than miserable. Right. Okay. Okay, do cheer up. You sound depressed. And I'm just, um, I'm all right. I guess I just have a little anxiety and stuff. But I'm just oh. listening. Yeah, no, I mean, it's normal. Try to breathe through it. We're talking about breath today. And it's and being anxious mm-hmm. is no fun. You I probably are experiencing, you know, yeah. I don't know how it manifests in your body, but, you know, you know maybe butterflies yeah. or anxiousness and your you know pangs in your solar plexus try to breathe through it what yeah. you i think your anxiety is rooted to rejection i think you have a really mm-hmm. hard time feeling or being rejected and and yeah. there could be a pattern where you you actually provoke somebody to reject you that's what happens in the psychological world we get so screwed up by the way we're brought up that we actually bring on our own troubles and then we're victimized. So you may be finding people that ultimately will victimize you because you're so used mm-hmm. to being rejected and also you're so emotionally distraught over the idea that you're caught in a rat race. But, you know, what you got to do is say, I don't need to be rejected. And why right. don't you find people who will not reject me? And I don't need to look for people who will. I yeah. need to find steady guys, and I start off by learning how to be steady within myself, and hopefully that therapist will help you out. Right. Okay. Okay? Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you. Okay. Okay, Nicole. Nicole. Take care. Okay. Nicole, we hope you like our page. She has, we've talked to Nicole for years, but I don't think she's ever, uh, ever connected with us and she just hung up <laughs> she probably will well you know what can we well, say what is that thing some seeds are find root and some seeds you toss and they don't find root i don't know jesus only had 12 apostles so i guess we shouldn't feel so bad uh you know yeah. that our facebook likes aren't uh you know reaching the i was thinking 000. of jesus i was thinking of my gardener <laughs> wasn't he a gardener I don't think I don't think you know Jesus did have a leaf blower no I think he gardened too talk about gardening yeah I think there's allusions to gardening that he made didn't he isn't there one that we always talk about and you never can find the reference and if you plant the seed oh yeah if you plant yeah yeah but But then it's something anyway I don't know it's it's all (laughs) context but um so, what is it about the breath? How do, we, how do we get to that place where we take a deep breath and we find a sense of control? Actually, if you, if you practice deep breathing, you might be able to trigger it so quickly in a time of crisis that you avoid a jail sentence, you avoid killing somebody, doing harm, causing damage, you have to pay for, get right. sued. But I mean, the average person isn't the average person, the average person that has anger issues may not be the person that's going to actually go to jail because of the anger issues. But the damage may be or, you know, the collateral damage for their anger may be embarrassing themselves or causing a scene you know, in a, in, a, in a public place. I mean, it may be less dramatic than, you know, criminal activity. Well, you know, I mean, you bring up a point. I, I am bringing we never, up a point. We say a word and we really, we really don't know what it means, not in essence, but what is an average person? In essence, it, when you study sociology, an average person is one that goes with the flow. They, they're like an ant community. They, they go with the flow and they don't cause disruption, 
They follow the rules and regulations. They celebrate holidays. They love their family. They're modest means. They pay their bills. They can be, you know, numerous. They can be talented. They can play the piano. They can sing. <laughs> you know, they can well, dance. Well, maybe not that well because they're average. So but, they're not going to be just, really talented. <laughs> you know, you read, uh, when I read the obituaries, oh, so many average people. She loved dancing. She loved singing. She loved playing cards. She gave to this and that. And she did this. And everybody loved her. And she was an average human being. What's extraordinary, loved by so many, you know, an average human being. Now, we're talking about an average breath. You know, how do we get to a point? We're not talking about a dramatic breath. It may be deep, but the breath is supposed to bring to us a sense of what's called the medium point, the point at which we are balanced, the middle point. So we can, we can work with both hostility and passivity. We can use that energy in such a way that we find a medium, and not to mention mediums will help you get there. But the idea is that the breath itself, and sometimes you have to go deep to get to the root of the problem of your anger, is uh, mandatory in that It's difficult sometimes, though, when the... It's difficult sometimes, though, to get to the root of the problem of your anger when the problems are external and they're really not anything to do with you internally. They're out of your control on an external level. Um, you know. No, 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 I mean, you know, in World War II, I'm sure the Army thing. Now, listen, guys, we're going to go fight the Nazis. And we, let's be all, take a deep breath. We're all going to do it calmly. We're going to, you know, <laughs> I mean, sometimes you can't use um, you right. can't use it doesn't make any sense you sometimes you need to exert anger and anger we're not suggesting that anger can't be controlled and also exhibited in such a way that you get the job done so we're not going to those lanes obviously we're not going to those lanes so we wouldn't have a democracy if there was no anger the British would still be ruling our, our, our country right. yeah. so you have to it's okay to be angry. It's okay to be angry. Um, Network, what was the guy's name? He's, I'm angry and I'm not going to take it anymore. What are you talking about, the, movie? The movie Network. Yeah, not Peter something Fitch. I've seen. Martin Luther King was angry. Abraham Lincoln was angry. I mean, there, you can be angry. It's okay to be angry. But it's how you... What is the eloquence of anger? What is the effectiveness? Right, of and and even if even if your anger isn't, ex- I mean, if your if your anger isn't ex- affecting people externally, and you're not expressing it, but you're angry, and you're not passive aggressive angry, but you're angry, and it's eating you up inside, <laughs> that isn't healthy either, and that can happen. I mean, well, a good po- a good case in point would be social protest. People who take who picket. People who take their, their, you know, like going back to Martin Luther King, people who go on marches, peace march, but it's fueled with anger. The kind of anger that says this is injustice. This is injustice. Think of all the anger that we've had on the streets lately. Some of it's controlled and peaceful, demonstrated by strong, strong speeches and chants. And others are more graceful and a little bit more um, subdued in their content. But, but it's all anger. And then there's the anger in the streets uh, where we have actual violence. We have a caller. I think it's, is this Jackie? Hello, how are you? Hi. This is Patricia oh, it's from Patricia. Alabama. You, <laughs> I, rec- I, rec- I, I recognize your number, but I was misplacing it. So, um, hi, Patricia. And actually, I thought of you like last week and was wondering really? where you've been. Yeah, I really did. I really did. Oh, wow. Thank you yeah. so much. Oh, my God. There's so much going on. I should have called in, in the, you know, early, like 45 minutes ago to talk That's okay. to you guys. Um, so we have time, though. But it's two. What's your birthday? Two, one. I, I can't remember. There's 73. Um, what's Oh, two six. Okay, I I'm in the right month, wrong day, but right year, and you're compounded. Oh, she's seventy three, so she's twenty eight ten one. 
Okay. Go ahead. No, she was not. 26, 1973? Yeah. Yes. No, 281. Right. Okay, go ahead, Patricia. What? What? Talk to us. Ah, um, I don't even know where to start. I was actually calling to see if Spirit have any significant messages for me. I really don't know where to start. There is so much going on um, in so many different directions with me. Are you um, bless you before you talk? Is there something going on with your? I mean, is there anything going on that is distressing you in the realm of your grandchildren and your daughter? Oh my God! It's, it's, she, she's always doing something. Yes, yes. Um, ever since you know, uh, let's let's back up. A, you know, um, a, a couple of years. Well, we, let's say May 2020. You remember I told you that I lost custody of the kids to the state, and I had to step in. I came out of the nursing program. Like all of this stuff's happening. You know, over maybe a 24, 48 hours time frame where I had to just, you know, ditch my life as I want knew it at that time and start a whole new life with raising these children, getting these children in my custody, um, stabilizing them, um, nurturing them, and everything that goes with that whole transition. So um, I did that for 18 months, and she finally did the work to get the kids back um, in November of 2021. So the kids yeah, I remember her. That. Yeah, they've been back for about what six months, but she still acts like she can't really do it. It's it's like she 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 calls me, you know, uh, most times talking about how oh she can't do this, I can't do this, I'm, you know, this whole fall apart thing, you know. So I'm still financially just trying to help her with these children um, and um, emotionally, you know, trying to help her uh, and the children with the transitioning back to her. Um, But it's some of the same stuff that's going on that was going on before she lost the kids. Like like I said, that falling apart, you know, the attitude, uh, the crying, the, the smart mouth, um, you know, the stuff that the children got away from for two years. They didn't see all of that chaos with me. Right. So, so they're exposed um, to a lot of drama, emotional drama with yeah. the mother. Oh, my God. She's full of it. She's full of it. She's 27, and she's full of drama, you know. Um, but those What's kids love her. Again? We've gotten it before, but what is it? I don't have it her, handy. Her birthday is 10-14-94. 10-14-94. Okay, so she's got a 0-11 going on, so there's some problems. 6, 16. 30, Wait, 4, 5, 6, 16. No. 10-14-84? 10, 10, 14, 94, yes. Oh, 94. I, I missed 94. Her, so. My fault. Oh, okay. Six. Sixteen. Yeah, you did. Um, <laughs> I got it wrong. Um, she's a twenty-nine. 20, twenty-nine eleven two. Is that right? Yeah. Six, Sixteen. And, yeah. Twenty-nine eleven two. I. So she's. Yeah. Well, it's built in. She's got lots of problems in relationships. Obviously. Oh yeah. I mean, she's with someone whose birthday is ten fourteen. His birthday is ninety-six. So <laughs> they're working on the same day, you know, same month, two years apart. And um, he's a 31 Yeah, she gives him, oh, she gives him a fit. And he just try to do all he can for um, He's a really a good guy. Comes from a good family. I don't even know why he puts up with us. Oh, boy. Well, there's karma. Sorry, yeah. There's karma involved. Their numbers together are four and two, which, which is, is their day, day and then their month. two ones put together in their month and day. day month and day. So there's Sick. a karmic situation going on between the two of them. 
their well, years are interchange. I mean, uh, yes, their years are interchangeable too. The nine to six, the nine to four become each other's year. So yeah, they're connected. Um, I, you know, uh, go ahead. My my first reaction to you, Patricia, is I saw you going to the courthouse. I saw you going to the Capitol to the courthouse. I see some kind of legal activity going on with you. Now, I don't know yet what it all means, but I'm just telling you, I saw you going to the courthouse. Oh, well, well, I do have this. That's another thing. I have this big ongoing um, negotiation. I guess we're, 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 we're um, in negotiating um, phase with my homeowner's insurance. Well, you know, we're in this season here uh, in Alabama. It's that um, it's that tornado. We're in the tornado season. So back here in March, you know, we had this big storm come through, March 30, 31st. Hell, wind, hell damage, you know, messed up my roof. And then did interior damage um, because now there's water appearing. Now what, what appears to be mold, we're thinking, in um, master bedroom, bathroom, den area. So when I called them uh, to, to, to file a claim, uh, they basically, I've been with them 10 years, they basically told me, oh, no, we're not doing anything. Uh, you're on your own. I mean, that's how I felt. They, you know, once they did their estimate a couple of times, underestimated everything, told me, you know, don't meet the deductible. Hey, you that stuff you can fix on your own. And so after that, after they did that a couple of times, I demanded a appeal. Uh, uh, I demanded um, a appraisal. I'm sorry, a couple of times. And finally, I had to go to the neighboring state and hire a appeal. Uh, I mean, a, a appraisal to come out here. And then they sent their adjuster. Once I hired. A appraisal from the neighboring state because they are not licensed here in Alabama. My appraisal flew from Georgia. Their adjuster flew from Florida, and no, and they started trying to work out a settlement. Well, no settlement was reached. So now we, I'm at the point of having to hire an umpire to come in and try and settle this thing fairly. So that's money that's coming out of my pocket. Uh, so it's just, it's just crazy. Uh, you know, it's just like, you got to be kidding me. I, I've been paying you guys 10 years. That's my damn money. I mean, so this is, this is wrong. This is wrong. Well, that's, yeah, it's just, so yeah, I'm, uh, oh my God. Well, it's, you know, uh, we, we got to be mindful of time too, because we got five minutes. So we want to make sure. Oh, we only have five minutes left. You might want to go to the insurance board and report them and have somebody oversee what's going on because it sounds like you've got a horrible insurance company and horrible agents. And that's a lot of red tape. I mean, that's a pain, but, yeah. you know. But I see you going to court. So that is probably, if not with your daughter, probably not about that, but it's probably with this home issue. But you will be will they will end up covering it for you but you're going to have to scare them you're going to have to report them you're going to have to go through the channels to do it it might take three or four months henceforth get it all done but according to the vision it seems like you finally win in the end and i wouldn't wait too long i would i don't know what you need to do the insurance board the commission uh, yeah, somebody, it's going to be a certain way. It, yeah, you're going to have to deal with the state in some way. We don't know your state's rules or who you would report to because we're in California. Yeah, uh, Alabama um, uh, Insurance Commissioner, so that yeah. file a complaint with them. Um, the umpire is coming from, he's coming from uh, Georgia, and he's bringing in this person that will look into the mold, um, you know, and if this mold, so no telling what is, once you open these walls up, what's going to be behind there on my ceiling, you know, meanwhile, my, this, this is what's going on with my home, because they're sitting back, not wanting to, um, you know, um, 
release the money, well, then you I'll pay them over 10 years. Yeah, you will You will win in the end. I think you're going to win in the end. It's a hassle, but they'll, they they'll, will. They will, because, okay. but they're giving you a hard time, so you got to apply pressure. Right, and I mean, if you have mold, you're going to have to go through remediation and move all your stuff out, and it's a big hassle, but I mean, it's what needs to be done. So I, I don't know if we've touched on your, I mean, you know, you it's a lot going on in your life, um, clearly, and we have limited time today. There's probably okay. something going on in your relationship as well. I I'm don't sure. have one. I'm still okay, open so to this beautiful man to walk into my life. And uh, so that's, that's what we're going to talk about. Do you see that real quick? <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, there have been different men in your life, and it sounds like the things I mean the vibe is that things have calmed down with the man that was harassing you that was the problem yes um the, the last time he tried to uh, and my sister back in April <laughs> my sister said do you know you know he reached out to me on favoring me I said, are you kidding me she said no I said oh he's just upset that I've went to his family Everybody know what he's been doing, and now I guess he's trying to reach out to you. I said it's probably something real petty that he's trying to do, you know, because right. he's full of drama too. Right. She didn't, so, she, didn't, she didn't befriend him. The, the short answer is is that, yes, you're going to be in a relationship. What I suggest you do, Patricia, is call us back maybe Friday, um, and and we can give you a little bit more time on the relationship, but but unfortunately today we do have to close on time, and okay. getting into your whole you know romantic life is is just not possible. And we have like we're gonna get our ninety second warning in a couple minutes. But okay. I mean I think so far we've hit on some uh, important points. Yes, and uh, you always do. Yes, and I and I thank you both. I love you both. You both are wonderful. Um, I will be calling you uh, again um, whenever I see that you're on again. The next show, you said it's Friday, next Friday yeah, you're on I think we're going to be on. We're on Friday, yeah, same time. So, okay. um, yeah, 9 a.m. Pacific. You are in, are you in the uh, east or are you in central? I'm central. Central. So it's two hours different. So it would be uh, seven I think 11 for me. Yeah, 11 is your time. So call us, call us, you know, a little earlier on the show, and we'll get to your questions about romance. I sure will. Thank you, guys. Okay. Thank you so All much. Right. Many blessings. Take okay. care. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, we are, I guess, back on the air on Friday. We were supposed to be changing our times this week, but we didn't. Yeah. We're on our regular schedule. So um, we will be back on the air at 9 a.m. Pacific Friday. 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain Time, and 12 p.m. Eastern. We've covered most of the time zones. Oh, no, not Hawaii. But anyway, um, you can figure out it out from there, I think, if you're in a different time zone. And appreciate all our callers today. Thanks for joining us. And we look forward to speaking to you again on Friday. Bye-bye.